1: Prepare yourself to ingest current events, pop culture, and politics with a side of Latin flair. I, just,
2: I don't have
0: to show you any
3: stinking
4: This is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network.
5: It is fascinating to watch how this is all being spun and examined and looked at. The uh, In case you're just tuning in, folks, the Chris Salcedo Show. Here on the Blaze Radio Network, and uh, the Republicans by a vote of two seventeen. They needed two sixteen. They got two seventeen, and uh, that's exactly uh, what happened today. They have started the process of amending Obamacare. They didn't repeal a dang thing. They're amending Obamacare now. Watching MSNBS, they are now they are now looking at vulnerable Republicans. From individuals with uh, from states who have high populations of, of pre-existing condition conditions, which is not at all a majority electorate. But they're, they're going to now look at now. So who are the Republicans who took away socialism and in which states will these Republicans be vulnerable uh, because. They took away stuff paid for by somebody else. That's what MSNBS is examining. So we'll do a little bit of a late flip around to see how every, how this is all being covered.
4: Get this to the floor. It's been an ugly process in many ways. Now comes the hard part, uh, from because it goes over to the Senate. We already have a statement from uh, uh, stalwart Republican Rob Portman of Ohio, who just won re-election, who says he's got serious problems with the Medicaid cuts in this thing. Remember, it phases out Medicaid for those already not, those not already on Medicaid
5: it doesn't phase out medicaid it phases out the medicaid increases that obamacare threw in there they were supposed to be they were supposed to be temporary anyway for those states who bothered to participate
4: Uh, it's obviously if it's when and if it's taken up by the Senate it's going to be changed substantially that doesn't matter to many of these Republicans here Uh, they took their victory lap in their view a win is a win and that's the perception they're trying to build on uh, with all the visuals that we saw this afternoon in the celebration after the vote Steve
0: All right, Mike Vicarra there on Capitol Hill. Mike, thanks for that. And we said we're going to take a closer look here at this vote again. As Mike just told you, Democrats on the House floor said these Republicans who voted for this today, political suicide for them. Let's take you through it.
5: How so? Political suicide. How so? Uh, Now, granted, I'm looking at this map that MSNBS is putting up and it's uh, there seems to be a lot of either swing districts or liberal states where some Republicans exist. If I were these republicans and and they were interested in actually preserving their seat i 'd say I voted against socialism. Democrats wanted socialism. I voted against it. Ah, uh, who is this speaking right now? This is Capitol Hill this is um House, radio, and TV studio gallery, C-SPAN.
1: Where we had worked together to make sure that we were taking this fight to our brothers and sisters, friends, and neighbors across the country. To reject the notion that we would see the repeal of the Affordable Care Act. But what Republicans did today was increase your premiums.
5: Oh, shut up. This is Ben Lujan from New Mexico. Our premiums are going through the roof right now under the so-called Affordable Care Act, you shrub. (laughs) What? There are some states that don't have, if Iowa loses its last participant, it will have no choices on the exchange. What do you mean? It's not like Obamacare is tearing things up. Well, it's tearing things up. It's tearing people's bank accounts up. People have insurance they can't even use. This was infuriating about all of this. And the press is going to go, yeah, yeah, it's going to raise premiums. It's like, where the heck have you been? Double-digit increases nearly every single year that Obamacare was imposed on this nation. Uh, Rand Paul's talking with Fox News. Market
4: To be protected against pre-existing conditions by getting into the group market and let market forces work. It can work but the current bill acknowledges that it doesn't work and then we just subsidize the insurance companies, which I think is deplorable.
2: Amen. All right, so it sounds to me at this point uh, that you'd be a no unless some of these changes are addressed. I don't want to put gotta, words it's in it's your get, mouth.
4: But. It's got to get better. The bill's got to get better. I am open-minded. I spoke okay. with the president today. I want to be supportive. I want to repeal Obamacare. But I don't want to have to vote for a federal program, a new one that will be hundreds of billions of dollars paid to insurance companies. I'm all for capitalism, but I'm not a big fan of crony capitalism.
2: He only invites those to the White House who vote for what he likes. Are you ready, in that case, not to be invited to the White House? <laughs> you
4: know, I like the president. I'm a big defender on the <laughs> president on so many fronts, um, but I just have to, you know. Before what I think is okay. best for the country all
2: right i 'm just kidding there, but uh, so- uh,
5: Rand Paul uh, just catching the tail end of what he was saying uh, it 's uh, absolutely one hundred percent correct uh, this this whole idea that we 're going to set up a system to funnel taxpayer money into the into the the, the, the coffers of these traitorous insurance companies. no thank you. I, as a taxpayer, do not want my taxpayer money going to an industry that betrayed me and my family. That entire industry sold me and my family out and you and your family out. Jumped in bed with President Obama when that disgraceful excuse for a human being passed a law that mandated that you and I buy something. He ma- think about the the fundamental change of the relationship between government and citizen. Or your government tells you you will buy this product and you will carry this minimum coverage. The bronze plan is the only other the smallest choice you have. And everybody says, oh, this is great. Not everybody, Democrats, only Democrats. A program that was designed to fail and did. Designed to fail and did to usher in complete government control over your health care. And then complete government control over you. So I, um, I'm sorry, I, I, I do not want my taxpayer money at all. To go to the traitorous insurance companies. That would be a mistake. Now I. I have an uncomfortable feeling. That many of these Republicans. Are getting paid. By the same sources as. All of these Democrats have been paid from. The traitorous insurance companies. And that they will. They will do whatever they can. To make sure that. Money for the insurance companies. Is in whatever bill. And in my, in my humble estimation, the insurance companies, I have a message for the insurance companies. Get off your rear ends and compete. My message to Congress is get off your rear ends and let them. Quit, let, quit confining them to states and individual state rules. Come up with some basic guidelines and let them compete, compete across state lines. Competition breeds excellence. Competition drives down prices. As companies who want to compete will try to get an ever bigger piece of the market share. And they do that by coming up with something that we call a superior product. Now under Obamacare, these traitorous insurance companies don't have to compete. They don't have to come up with a good product. Heck, A lot of these plans are crap. They are huge, smoldering, smelly pieces of crap that many of us can't even use because the deductibles are so high. Many of these steaming piles of crap provided to us lovingly by the traitorous insurance companies are too expensive. and We can't even afford them without taxpayer subsidies. Again, where does that money go? It goes to the insurance companies to pay for crappy insurance that you can't use. And Democrats think we like that. <laughs> where's where's the where's the donation to my campaign? <laughs> and I'm afraid too many of these Republicans might fall into that as well. This is um this is not a time to go squeamish. This is not a time to say, well, it's time to abandon capitalism. Capitalism has failed, which is not. Democrats pervert the capitalist system and then say, oh, it's, it's failed. No. Now is a time to take a stand. I, this the, the best I can give the Republican vote today is it was a baby step in the right direction. Uh, my hope is, many many people believe this is where, it, as it goes to the Senate, this is where it may die. My hope is, this is where it'll get stronger. Where it'll be improved. And if Ted Cruz and Rand Paul and others have anything to say about it, it will. But some of these weak need Republicans, it needs 50-plus-1 votes to, to pass through reconciliation, folks. So, if they lose just... Two? Well, they can, they can lose two, because you've got VP Pence, who is the tiebreaker. They can lose two squeamish Republicans. They can lose two socialist Republicans. Uh, but the rest of them have to hang tough. The rest of them have to remember their conservative roots. The rest of them have to remember that the free market is superior to anything that Nancy Pelosi is going to pitch. That the free market is superior to anything the Democrats have the brain power to imagine, which isn't a whole hell of a lot, I gotta be honest. I'll be right back. We're gonna talk about James Comey's visit yesterday to Capitol Hill, and some of the revelations have me scratching my head, and maybe we'll laugh a little bit, too, at the insanity that we witnessed. It's all coming up, the Chris Salcedo Show, right here on The Blaze. <laughs>
4: Reminding America that limited constitutional government is cool.
0: The Chris Salcedo Show
4: on the Blaze Radio Network.
3: Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love.
1: you're listening to the Latino conservative Chris Salcedo on the Blaze Radio Network.
5: So we played a little bit this yesterday uh, James Comey on the hot seat in uh, in the Senate was talking to Diane Feinstein and, and and basically admitted that the incident that has the Democrats panties in a twist he basically confirmed that Hillary Clinton was generating and trafficking and classified information that Uma Abedin was illegally sending over to her deviant husband's PC against the law as well. He had no security clearance to see this stuff. Here's the exchange.
2: Frivolous way, in a hugely significant way. And the team also told me, we cannot finish this work before the election. And then they worked night after night after night, and they found thousands of new emails. They found classified information on Anthony Weiner, Somehow, her emails are being forwarded to Anthony Weiner.
5: Somehow, just somehow, and Anthony Weiner still walking around the street. So is Uma Abedin Weiner. Chuck Grassley asked about this, this note that was sent to Loretta Lynch, and she responded, uh, and uh, James Comey wouldn't talk about it.
3: The email reportedly provided assurances that Attorney General Lynch would protect Secretary Clinton... By making sure the FBI investigation, quote, unquote, didn't go too far. How and when did you first learn of this document? Also, who sent
5: it and who received it? So, well, I think Loretta Lynch was the recipient. He just wanted Comey to. To confirm that. And then and also the response, where was the response going to Loretta Lynch's assurance that, hey, we're not going to let this investigation get too far. Hillary Clinton, our girl, we're not going to let it get too far. She's as guilty as sin, but it's not going to get that far. Now, James Comey responds.
2: That's not a question I can answer in this forum, Mr.
5: <laughs> Why not? Everybody's everybody's releasing classified information and getting away with it, James Comey. You admitted it yourself. Classified information is going everywhere around... Uh, The Hillary Clinton circle. Nobody's seen the inside of a jail cell. Why the hell should you care?
2: That's not a question I can answer in this forum, Mr. Chairman, because it would call for a classified response. Did the
3: FBI interview the person who wrote the email? If not, why not?
2: I have to give you the same answer. I can't talk about that in an unclassified setting.
5: You can't confirm whether or not the individual has been interviewed by the that that's classified? Yes, we spoke to the individual who sent Loretta Lynch the email. That's classified? Or no, we did not interview the person who sent Loretta Lynch the email. That's classified? Good grief. Comey's also asked again, going back to Wiener. Um, would would you would you Describe to us. How. uh, A guy who used to text. Probably still does images of his junk to perfect strangers, uh, how he ended up with classified material on his on his laptop. Was
2: there
3: classified information on on former Congressman Wiener's computer? Yes. Who sent it to him?
2: Uh, His. Then spouse, uh, Huma Abedin, appears to have had a regular practice of forwarding emails to him for him, I think, to print out for her so she could then deliver them to uh, the secretary of state.
5: And everybody's okay with this. This is this is a clear violation of law, but nobody's butts in jail. And about that, his former wife, you know, there are reports out there that the reason why they broke up was just for the campaign that Uma Abedin would have stayed with a deviant. I think, you know what? I think that she, she married him knowing that this is the kind of stuff he does. Maybe she likes that kind of thing. I don't know. But I mean, I remember there was a big deal during the campaign when Uma Abedin left Anthony Weiner, when, um, Uma Abedin Wiener just became Uma Abedin once again. Remember
2: this? My system was hacked. Pictures can be manipulated. The people I follow, it's fairly random. The way I, I did it recently was I said to people, if you'd like me to follow you, hashtag Wiener, yes. Click, 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 click. Can I follow? You?
0: Anthony! Reckless with tweets At night he becomes Carlos Danger He sends out pictures Of his junk next to his four-year-old kid Right to the inboxes Of total strangers And he's traded all his common sense For dirty talk 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 talk. He should have known by now He should have known by
4: now
5: And if he
0: can't type with his tired hands, At least he can
3: Polish his member. And he
0: seems such a waste Of space
1: His wiener is always out. Carlos is pervy as hell, and Huma's moving out. Huma's moving out.
4: It took a lot of work and a whole lot of therapy to get to a place where I could forgive
0: Anthony.
2: My wife, um, you know, she's a remarkable woman. She's seen an awful lot.
0: You should never argue with a deviant. Have known by now, he should have known by, by now, Puma's had enough
1: with degenerates, except for that Hillary Clinton, <laughs> and he's got such a twisted mind, that he can't turn off his spout, good luck, danger man, cause Uma's moving out, Puma's moving out, our marriage, like many others, has had its ups
4: and its downs. <laughs> Uma's moving out. Uh-huh.
2: This woman was unwittingly dragged into this and bears absolutely no responsibility. Yeah. The Fox and Rice experience,
5: heard only here on the uh, the Chris Salcedo Show. And <laughs> turn, turns out that was all a sham, ladies and gentlemen. That was it. Was only for the campaign. Looks like Uma's looking to get. Back in the good graces of the wiener. Um, <laughs> so tight. That just came out the wrong way. I did, not or maybe it didn't. Uh, telephone numbers: triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three eight 3393 Talk more about the revelations unleashed by Comey in congressional testimony yesterday. Coming up next on the show,
1: the Chris Salcedo Show. will be right back. The Blaze Radio Network.
3: The Chris
0: Salcedo Show. Conservative
5: Talk Radio with Spice. Let's have a conversation with Michael Doherty, shall we? He's president and CEO of LabMD in Atlanta-based a clinical and anatomical medical laboratory with a national client base. Fifteen years' experience in diagnostic medicine. Author of The Devil Inside the Beltway, the shocking expose of the U.S. government's surveillance and overreach into cybersecurity, medicine, and small business. Mr. Doherty, welcome back to The Chris Salcedo Show.
3: Uh, good to be here, sir.
5: All right. So you got uh, you got Comey up there on the hot seat yesterday. And and of course, Democrats wanted to talk about why did you talk? Why did you tell the truth about your investigation during during an election? Uh, that's all they wanted to know whether or not the law was violated. They couldn't care less. But I cared. The fact that not only did that Uma Abedin uh, take classified information and give it to Carlos Danger, who didn't. Folks, remember, he's a disgraced congressman. Right? Remember who who had a who has, a well, a proclivity for texting his private parts to perfect strangers, that, that and, and everybody oh, was okay. I, I, I know, what, with his kid on the bed in the background of the pictures, which is crazy. But but the fact that classified information, thousands, according to James Comey, the FBI director, was on this laptop from Hillary Clinton's unsecured server, and nobody bats an eyelash. I don't get this. This is what
3: makes me, this is... I mean, the good point about this, folks, is this is Washington in full display. You've got congressmen that are living in a Twitter world where they grab their questions by staffers and go show up at a hearing. And so they're not on the ball. So they're not hitting the ball back hard, which because we can't all be Trey Gowdy. And unfortunately, that's about preparation moving too fast. And then you've got the politics, a blowback. Because if you do do that, the Democrats have a complete meltdown. And, I mean, when we're seeing that just with the election. The election's six months old. They're still back there like it's November of 2016. Then you also have got, obviously, a double standard. How many American citizens that work for the government are in jail or have just recently been in jail for doing less with a maybe and a mistake? We're not talking yeah. espionage here. We're talking a screw-up. And and she's not even under investigation and you know, I'm glad he said it. Uh, I actually wish he would have kept his mouth shut in the beginning and just do his job. So many because what happens is when you let these politicos in to the FBI and the CIA and the NSA and the DJ, this is what happens. You have the Eric Holder School of Law, which is I'm not showing up, I'm not accountable, holding contempt. You know, I'll be down the road decade.
5: Yeah, I remember during the, during the Obama administration that Obama, normally when there's a breach of classified information, the common practice for those who are pro-American is to do a damage assessment to see just how bad the leaking of classified information. And there was, again, thousands of classified emails that were shared on Hillary Clinton's unsecured server and that were hacked by foreign interests. There's usually a damage assessment that is done. Barack Obama said, let me be clear. We don't want to know how much damage was done. And, 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 it, and it never happened. This is this is the consequence of electing Democrats when when they put the United States at risk. They don't want you to know just how badly it's been put at risk.
3: And here's why. The brand of the left is the government is the be all and end all. Be dependent on them. They will save you. That sucks away your self-confidence, sucks away your autonomy. Sucks away your freedom. And the second the truth comes out, no matter how criminal it is, they jump on it like a fumbled football. Because <laughs> we can't have the brand damaged. We can't have the illusion shattered. And so if it's at such a tipping point with the Obama administration. This results in Trump. This is what happens when no one will save the American people except the American people themselves by voting. Mm. And that only happens every few years.
5: Well, uh, no no truer words. Uh, Michael Doherty, our guest right now, uh, CEO of LabMD, The Devil Inside the Beltway is the book, the shocking expose of the U.S. government's surveillance and overreach into cybersecurity, medicine, and small business. Uh, From the most transparent administration in American history, we were told, uh, the resident Obama Administration, Susan Rice said that she will not show up to speak to uh, to Congress about uh, her role in unmasking uh american citizens for political considerations during the obama years what's your take on this
3: i guess it beats pleading the fifths i mean it's more of the same i mean these look when someone shows you who they are believe them okay so the american public has to do more observing and less believing what comes out of these people's mouths i mean we have to pay attention over their behavior over a middle of range of time not just a Twitter attention span. This is a someone that will lie at the drop of a hat. That she considers to be part of her job. That puts her her position and her party ahead of national security. And she's in that position. And and she took it even farther. She she set up a scam to surveil people in the Trump transition team. And now she refuses to discuss it. Come on. Yeah. You know this, this is this is we we really have got to understand that. Hopefully, this is that we're, everyone's paying attention to this hypocrisy and will stop electing it.
5: Yeah, you know, and, and that's and that goes back to the original point that I had made. And this unreasonable, unlawful standard that the FBI director seems to have saying that ignorance of the law. Is, is only an excuse when you're Hillary Clinton or you're some extremist left-winger or violation of the law, knowingly violating the law is okay as long as it's in service to the left-wing and the Democrat Party and you can get off scot-free. And, and it, it, had these individuals been Republicans or conservatives, as you rightly pointed out in the beginning, beginning of our conversation, they'd have been in jail by now.
3: Oh, they, some of them are. I mean, that's yeah. a, some of the – and this is the demoralizing of the inside of the agency. Just think – I mean, I come from a law enforcement family. I'm biased. Just think about the people that spend their lives doing this. Look at policemen today who go through so much – you're a cop, so you get reputation assassination. I mean, you get, you get attacked. You, you, I mean, it's insanity. Just think of the demoralizing of the internal when you see that type of leadership. You spent your career with law, you are not going to get overpaid, you are not going to get famous, you're not going to make and you come in and you get fleeced by these hypocrites, these anti-American hypocrites, these professional liars that are really good at it. And wow, when we try to catch them, they're like greased pigs. You can't. It's tough. It is tough. <laughs>
5: Yeah, I'm just I I had a joke there. I'm not even gonna go. Michael Doherty, the devil inside the beltway, the shocking expose of the U.S. government's surveillance and overreach into cybersecurity, medicine, and small business. Appreciate the visit as always, sir. We'll talk again.
3: You take care. Triple eight nine
5: hundred thirty-three ninety-three eight eight eight-nine zero zero three three nine three is the phone number. You want to weigh in and on Comey's testimony yesterday. Perhaps you want to weigh in on the obamacare modification vote today that happened uh just give a call again 888 933 the chris salcedo show on facebook and at chris salcedo tx on twitter uh greg gutfeld yesterday was speaking about what we were speaking about uh colbert and also jimmy kimmel and gutfeld on kimmel and this kind of this kind of dovetails into the, the healthcare care debate. Uh, he didn't take too kindly to Jimmy Kimmel hitting the national airwaves and then sharing his very heartfelt story and a story that I, I'm very sympathetic with, but then using it to advance socialism. And and Gutfeld had this reaction.
0: I don't know. I just have issues with emotional stories. Especially when the conclusion is that if you disagree with him, you don't want his baby to live.
5: Yeah, I'm. That was kind of an icky part too. How? Do, and then, of course, Obama. Tweeted, did, I, did I tell you guys this yesterday? Obama tweeted out his support for Jimmy Kimmel, saying, well, "I'm a clerk. This is why we passed the ACA. Yeah, it works really well for those folks in Iowa." Resident Obama. And several other states where there are one or no choices on your vaunted exchanges. But first off, what's disingenuous about what Kimmel did is, does anybody believe that Jimmy Kimmel needs to rely on Obamacare to get his kid treatment? No. So he was speaking allegedly for other folks out there in, in America and saying, see what my son's gone through Um uh, others around the country, their children may go through the same thing. Thus, we need socialism. I just, I, I can empathize with what Jimmy is going through and what other parents are going through as a parent, but I don't believe the answer is socialism.
0: I mean, that is the right. kind of the conclusion. And so, when we sit here and we laud these emotional stories, which were done, for, which was done for a political reason, uh, mm. it, I, it isn't entirely fair. Uh, we don't need emotional stories. We need to break down what Obamacare is and break down health care into very simple language. You can say, oh, it's numbers are so complicated, but we all can't pay the same because then it will be too much.
5: Do you guys know what he means there? Because if it's actual insurance, it is depending on your personal circumstance, depends on how much money you get charged. And it's a fiction of liberals. Well, it's not fair that old, sick people pay more than young, vibrant people. Well, of, of course it's fair. You need more coverage. You're going to pay more if you're older or sicker. You're a, you're a higher risk person. Of course you're going to pay more. Well, the law of supply and demand is unfair. No, actually the laws the laws of supply and demand are as about as equitable as it gets. Well, I don't like that. Well, tough. Tough. Grow up. Democrats have never grown up. Their ideology is woefully naive on one hand and scary oppressive on the other. Well, I'm going to force my will upon you. I'm going to force socialism to work. Which is the tactic of Kim Jong-un, which is the tactic of uh, Hugo Chavez and Mr. Maduro down in Venezuela and the Castros and the the communist Chinese will force it to work because for, for socialism and for the Democrat Party's policies to work, you have to abandon human nature and pretend like it doesn't exist and if you want to behave in your own best interest, tough you're not going to be allowed to That's why Democrats thought it was great to have young, invincible kids get bent over and screwed to accommodate older, sicker people. That's why they thought it was okay, and they forced that. It's oh, it's Obamacare, the essence of Obamacare.
0: How simple is that? You need a plan that helps big stuff, catastrophic stuff, while you pay for the little things. How difficult is that? You need to break this down into very, very plain steps. And then you start there, and then you introduce competition, and then it's done. Catastrophic healthcare is a given, and then you pay for the doctor's visits. A 25-year-old should not be paying a huge, huge premium when a seven 70- year old is going to be treating a head cold. You know, so you have to separate these. How complicated is that? You do not need emotional stories. You actually need thought processes. And I don't know. I, I, I don't have the statistics in front of me that says that what happened would have been treated or untreated. I don't know. You know, Greg, you should be the closing speaker tomorrow on that House Bill debate. <laughs> and give that same speech and it'll pass. That was very well done.
5: Uh, Bob Beckel giving uh the, the Democrat giving his. Five compatriot Greg Gutfeld some applause and it was actually a legitimate applause a word about article five the convention of the states coming up next on the Chris Salcedo show I'll be right back
0: keep up with the Chris Salcedo show on Facebook and on Twitter at Chris Salcedo TX just another way to stay in touch with Chris on the Blaze Radio Network
4: Salcedo
5: All right, welcome back, everybody. Uh, before we wrap up the show today, I wanted to talk a little bit about article five. this This came from an earlier version of the Chris Salcedo show and the Dallas Show. there I, I had a woman call me up and and was very concerned that the Texas legislature was about ready to vote on an initiative that would allow Texas to be in a uh, to participate in an Article Five convention and she hit me with the uh, this notion that and i know it's out there that uh, mark meckler's group is somehow affiliated with george soros and it's i don't think it's true i don't know for a fact but i don't think it's true and what i think is at play here is a bunch of leftists and a bunch of scared republicans who say they love the constitution But I love every part of the Constitution except for that Article 5. The founders were geniuses except for Article 5. No. And the reason why certain Republicans put people up to this is that they're really afraid of their power being stripped away from them. And when they when they use George Soros, it's supposed to scare away conservatives. Let me just say about Article 5, the Convention of the States. And that reminds me, I got to get some more guests back on to talk about where we're sitting. Texas is going to vote today and hopefully you can inspire your states to participate. But uh, last I heard, the ground rules are are laid out and there will be no chance of a runaway convention because, because there will be one issue taken up at a time. All the other issues won't even be considered. So um, I would encourage you to work toward Article 5 in your state because Washington has grown beyond the consent of the governed. Now, speaking of Soros... Uh, Daily Caller has put out this uh, has put out this piece about how the Clinton cash author, um, Peter Schweitzer, has been sounding the alarm bells about Jared Kushner, the president's son-in-law, and how he was with Goldman Sachs and has ties to George Soros. Well, the ties from what I can tell are that he's investing in the same thing as George Soros is. Well, if you look at your 401k, chances are you're investing in some things that George Soros is investing in too. I now the Sachs angle, the Goldman Sachs angle is concerning, but we'll get into more of this than tomorrow. I remember, everybody, society's worth isn't measured by how much power is seized by government, but rather how much power is reserved for we the people. Friday, tomorrow, I'll see you right back here, three o'clock Eastern.
0: The Chris Salcedo Show, part of Generation Blaze, only on the Blaze Radio Network.
3: We'll